This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hello, everyone. So NextGen NCLEX is going to go live on April 1st. And what we're um, hearing is, you know, some people are excited. Sometimes they're very anxious. Um, we have lots of nurses who are very close to actually going to take this exam. And so um, sometimes knowledge is power. Understanding what you're going to be up against and what you're facing helps you to kind of take a deep breath and go, okay. I got this. There are some things that are staying the same. So thank goodness you're going to see some um, similar things to how the NCLEX has always functioned. And in just a few moments, um, we will start to share some of that information with you. So if you are preparing for the NCLEX, you may have already been working and studying and now you're facing the next gen NCLEX or you have friends or family who are also studying. And so you can get some information here to help yourself feel a little more uh, secure and also um, maybe even encourage others that you work with or are, um, you know, preparing and some more that are joining us. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Emil. Good, good morning, morning, Jay. <laughs> or good evening, Emil and Jay. I know you guys are in the Philippines. So no, I mean, I'm in uh, Texas. You're in Texas. Okay. <laughs> so we've got um, Texas and Paul, you're in Texas. Houston as well. Okay. So two Texans. And um, Emil, you're in the Philippines? Yes. I'm currently in the Philippines, Miss Holly, but I'm basically um, assigned in Germany. Oh, okay. Interesting. I've never been there. That's on my bucket list too. I have been to the Philippines. Really awesome experience traveling there. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people are are grabbing up every bit of information that they can about these changes. And like I mentioned early on, they're kind of scared because it's a big change to some. Um, but we also have people who are out there kind of reassuring nurses and saying, it's going to be okay. You can prepare for this. You can navigate these changes and don't let it make you think that you're not going to be able to be successful on this exam. So um, I'm going to actually let you introduce yourselves a little bit more, and I'll start with Paul and then Jay and then Emil, and just kind of share a little bit about your backgrounds, and we already know where you're from at the moment, but um, we look forward to learning a little bit more about each of you. All right. Um, this is Dr. Nurse Paul from Houston, Texas. Um, I'm the CEO of Aspire RN. We offer MPEX programs. We are in partnership with Kinetics USA providing these courses. Um, I'm an ER nurse here in the States. I'm also a family nurse practitioner certified with uh, advanced practice registered nurse designation and a doctor of nursing practice degree. Um, I've been teaching NCLEX for 16 years. And uh, I guess that's it. I do my classes for next-gen NCLEX as well, together with Kinetics USA and in my personal um, social media pages at Dr. Nurse Paul. But you can call me Paul. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Jay? Uh, I'm happy to be here helping you guys, nurses, wants to come here in the U.S. primarily, together with Kinetics and other partners like Aspire and uh, other you know, English uh, uh, review centers. 
And I'm basically from IPAS. I'm one of the lead educators. I'm actually the lead educator. I'm one of the co-founders of IPAS. And uh, uh, I've been here for uh, since 2016, uh, but I started working here 2018, and until now I'm still working here. Uh, it's just near to Houston, though. It's uh, about two hours from here, uh, <clears throat> here in Beaumont. So I work in a certain hospital here uh, as a regular charge nurse. I don't handle patients, but more, most of the time it's like problem solving or something. But well, uh, yeah, on a on an acute hospital. And uh, I've been also teaching in IPAS for uh, since 2017 and uh, with regards to NCLEX. Well, I've been a nurse for 20 years already. I'm like off and on as an educator and as a bedside nurse. At this moment, I'm doing the same, I mean, uh, concurrently, like, you know, uh, doing the education at the same time, you know, uh, doing the bedside as, as a charge nurse. But anyway, so it's uh, like 50-50. But uh, well... Yeah, that's my uh, uh, experience. Thank you, Jay. And Emil? Hello, good evening. Good evening from the Philippines. I'm Emil Gomez. I am basically a resident success coach and also a um, NCLEX educator under IPASS, uh, Online Review and Academy. I'm currently based in the Philippines. I'm currently here in the Philippines. I, I've been here for a week already for my vacation, but I've been living in Germany because I work there as a cardiothoracic intensive care unit nurse in one of the academic medical center in Hamburg, Germany. So prior moving to Germany, I was part of the Joint Commission International Hospital in in the Philippines, which is St. Luke's, which is I work as a clinical nurse educator for many years and also a nurse unit manager. So prior to that, uh, I was part of the um, university uh, teaching um, uh, level four and level three, and also a national reviewer for radiologic technology. So it is indeed my pleasure to be here uh, joining you, Miss Holly, together with uh, Sir Jay and also Dr. Nurse Paul for this very momentous um, um, event for, for Kinetics and all the aspiring uh, nurses. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I appreciate that. Um, so I actually will take a moment and just tell you a little bit of my background. Um, I am a U.S. educated and experienced uh, nurse as well. Um, and I've been a nurse for 22 years. Um, I've practiced in both acute care hospital um, and in post-acute care, um, more as a leader than as a bedside, but um, certainly was an interesting experience. Um, I have been an NCLEX instructor myself, and um, that was uh, at my current role is to be the Kinetics Clinical Nurse Educator. Um, so under uh, the Kinetics umbrella, we partner with many great organizations like the ones that you belong to, to provide great um, training programs for the NCLEX. And there are some other clinical programs that we have along the way, but we're going to specifically focus on NCLEX today. So one of the things that um, I think a lot of people are curious about is if they haven't really studied yet just uh, enough to feel like they understand the basics of what next gen is uh, uh, compared with something else. So I just want to have a, a roundtable discussion for a moment about what each of you might be able to share. Um, and maybe we kind of do one point at a time from each of you. So um, Emil, we'll kind of go in reverse this time. Emil, can you share one thing that's different or new with next gen? Okay. 
So basically, um, th this is actually a transition between the normal NCLEX and this what we call the next generation NCLEX. So, so basically, the NCLEX or the next generation uh, NGN measures the clinical judgment through focus on the following. So we are basically here dealing with measuring the three-point uh, system. We measure here patient interaction, the patient needs, and expected outcomes. Uh, we go away already with uh, uh, memorization uh, of, of factual information, but in the NGN, we basically deal with actual uh, patient condition. So with regards to technology advancement and some of the current healthcare situation or climate, nurses tend to like um, uh, receive like a, a more complex um, cases in the real world. So basically the NGN focus on measurement or, or measuring the ability of the nurses uh, in terms of how are they going to effectively and safely render patient care. Because uh, we might think that NGN is really uh, bad but for me or for the entire nursing, it's actually a good transition wherein we can readily say or 100% say that nurses, uh, upon passing the USRN, will be able to equip not just factual information, but primarily things that they can actually um, provide for them to effectively render an excellent patient care. So as we all know, this transition with the NGN or the Next Generation NCLEX systems from the idea of there have been like uh, an actual result from the research of 65% of the errors in the United States are coming from, uh, from the Nubis nurses. So specifically 50% came from Nubis nurses basically. So this is actually the answer. This is actually the answer for this, uh, for this uh, gap. So the NGN really focus on uh, impacting not only nurses, but also like as clinical educators, supervisors, and also stakeholders. So it's really, really important for, for, for us, uh, let's say, for, for example, for IPASS being a, a, a online uh, platform, preparing students for this uh, examination to be able to um, equip our students with how are they going to uh, effectively manage answering these this questions. So, so we might like, like think that um, NCSBN, for example, it's like an evil organization. No, we are not an evil organization, but rather they help nurses. They actually help nurses. They are really professional organization which focus on uplifting the standards and quality of patient care. This is something that I myself, uh, I wasn't, uh, I'm already a USRN before this uh, big transition with the NCLEX. So I can say that this is a really good step towards uh, achieving a, a uh, safety. Because as we all know, in the United States, they are really focusing on the safety of the clients and the environments. So measuring the ability of the nurses in terms of their um, uh, or how are they going to effectively um, ensure safe quality nursing is paramount to this transition. So I think uh, for me, that is the overview of the NGN. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was very comprehensive, Emil. Thank you so much for sharing. I think you the core of what I'm hearing you say is 
one of the main changes is to evaluate that nurse's clinical judgment skills. And if we were previously just reliant on memorization of key concepts and facts, you know, some of us probably got some great notes from somewhere that we have to now take that and apply it. And realistically, that's what you have to do even as a beginner nurse when you're here in the United States. So orientations, just FYI, orientations here are not built to actually teach you that transition to using clinical judgment, which is part of the reason why the NCLEX needs to assess that. Because if we're saying this is what an entry nurse needs to be able to do and have this skill set, the test that is used to assess for that skill has to actually do that. And so this change has come about because the expectation has been there for a long time, but the test didn't really capture the nurse's ability to do that. All right, Jay, um, it's your turn. So give us just um, one thing that you know is going to be different with the next gen and NCLEX stuff uh, compared with um, the previous NCLEX process. Oh, yeah, I think it's being said by Emil. But uh, <laughs> what I can say is like, you know, the, the format is a lot different. It's a lot uh, way different, but uh, it's more of like, you know, uh, utilizing your clinical judgment, as uh, Emil said. But if you go back to the, the history, if you think about it, this program has been like overdue for a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, everybody's anticipating for changes since the past, probably like, uh, probably about almost uh, uh, 10 years already. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to change it by 2016, but it didn't change. And then here comes the pandemic. It wasn't changed. And 2022, it wasn't changed again. And here comes the NGN. So it's uh, it was based on... I think it was 2014, which which is like, uh, you know, a game changing. Like uh, they made a study, the NCSBN, that uh, really, you know, talking about clinical judgment among nurses. So for me, I'm really excited about this program. Uh, Not only about the short term, you know, uh, effects or outcome, but at the same time, you know, the long term outcome of this. Like uh, it's really gonna, you know, uh, make a change in the healthcare, not only in nursing, but at the same time in the overall uh, healthcare delivery uh, here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, Paul, thoughts? Something that's different? Yeah. So I've been talking about this in my social media in the last six months. I've been doing free classes with Kinetics USA um, online shows, and in my own shows every Saturday. Um, there will be plenty of changes. They've um, Emil and Jay. I've covered um, a lot so far, but basically. We're moving from measuring students' comprehension and knowledge and analysis of basic concepts to the clinical judgment model, which is a six-point model checking all the nurses' ability from recognizing cues to evaluating outcomes. Um, There will be case studies and trends. So basically, when you take your NGN or Nextgen NCLEX, you're looking at sort of a nursing chart or EMR or electronic medical record where you flip through tabs and read a case very important that you have an in-depth knowledge of the contents or the nursing concepts because without this it will be a little difficult or challenging to answer next gen endless questions and i've done a lot of shows plenty of shows nurses have good comprehension of contents but when put in a case study scenario they still get this you know certain questions um like challenging for them, it becomes challenging for them because we're not only talking about case studies and trends, we're also talking about changes in test items, like highlighting texts from a paragraph, 
highlighting text from a table. There will be table uh, questions talking about select, other apply. There will be bow tie questions that we've not seen in any other exam types of any healthcare exams. And I took my nurse practitioner exam about two years ago. These types of questions are not even there, considering that we have a, an advanced level of um, you know, um, certification. So this is something new to, to say if it was going to be helpful for foreign grads, which is our market or not, is going to be, you know, we're only going to be able to prove this after the data comes, comes in this year. I'm thinking there might be an effect or impact for foreign grads just because the educational preparation is different. Like mm -hmm. Jane said, this had been an ongoing research for the last 10 years. The study was started in 2012. It was published in 2015. They were trying to get this implemented back in 2019, but pandemic happened. So we said, okay, we're going to move it to another update, which is right now, 2023. But the difference between foreign grads and U.S. nurses are foreign graduate nurses are not really prepared with the competencies set by the, the clinical judgment model. On the other hand, the U.S. nurses, you know, when I when I did my clinical educator, I'm sorry, my certification in nurse educator here, and it taught in my classes, I was instructed by my preceptor last year to do case studies versus full lectures, which is what we do in other classes, right? So they've been using case studies for years. They've already started adapting that format for years before the next gen and clicks happen. So whenever I'm on my social media and I get American nurses joining me versus foreign grads, American nurses would always say, this is so easy, this is very easy, versus foreign grad would say, this is very challenging or confusing or how do I answer this? So there's a disconnect. But that's my theory. To prove it, we have to wait for the data to come in this year. But as an educator like me, I cannot wait for that to happen. I have to do something for my student, which involves me changing my, my ability to teach or my strategy to teach to cover the competencies set by the NCSBN for the next generation NCLEX. Thank you, Paul. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. And, you know, I think the uh, the other thing that we we know is that there are question styles. Paul, you alluded to this as well. There are question styles that are going to be um, different. We've got the case study format, but within that, we also have some computer uh, styles of the way the questions and the responses need to be done. What I actually would like to address next with you guys is what are some of the facts and myths? So I'm sure each of you has heard a myth or an untrue statement from a nurse or a student that you're working with. I would like for you to share one of those with us now, and I'm going to reverse the order a little bit again. So Jay, I'll let you go first for this one. If there's something that you're like, okay, I see this all the time on social media. It's not true. Or my student says this. So give us one of those that you've heard and what is the correct information? Oh, uh, I guess most of the time they will tell that, uh, you know, the NGN is uh, is difficult or something. They would always say that. But for me, NCLEX has been challenging. But, uh, you know, my answer uh, 
for me, of course, you know, the majority of the changes are like the formats of uh, the way they deliver the questions. But as to me, regardless of the questions that they're going to give, uh, as long as you know and understand the concept, you'll be okay. So like, for example, like, uh, you know, uh, you cannot just say that, you know, you know, or uh, you know about ischemia or something, but you have to understand ischemia. So you have to like, you know, uh, go uh, level up or something like one step at a time, uh, one step higher. We cannot just simply like know about ischemia. You have to, you have to understand what's really going on with that ischemia. So what makes it difficult is the, is the impression. Right, because oh, this is a change, you know, uh, this is another transition. And for sure, when they change it, like, it's going to be difficult. And when I see the NCSBN, they didn't mention about the difficulty level. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't mention, uh, mention about the difficulty level. It's the same difficulty. It's just that the format is different. All so, right. Uh, yeah. Got it. Um, Paul, I'll let you go next on this one. So what's a myth that you've heard and you're like, no, that's probably not the best way to state it or it's not true. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I got, I got the one that, um, Jay said as well. And I do a lot of social media posts about nitrogen and clicks and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Another one that I usually commonly get, particularly for the American nurses, American graduates or American students is, it's going to be the same or it's going to be easy. Okay, so be, be, you know, saying an exam is easy or difficult is what I say, a subjective statement, which means as an educator, I believed in personalized approach. That's my theory of um, education, the way I teach, which means um, each student would perceive exams differently, right? Um, it's, ad it's actually advantageous for us to take computer adaptive because it adapts to your level. But the problem with the next gen NCLEX is the introduction of case studies or the different test formats um, for American graduate nurses. This might be easy because, like I said, the case study formats have already been introduced to the American education system after the 2015 report from NCESBN was released. And for sure, they said, we are going to do the case study format. We're just going to have to code it and do some technical research about it, but it's going to happen. So educators adapted that. Now to say, like, for example, add students from Sri Lanka. I was teaching my students last night from Nepal, the other week, Thailand, and I've introduced a certain case study, right? So say, for example, I was teaching myocardial infarction. They know what myocardial infarction is. But mm -hmm. within the case study or the clinical judgment model, there's now a step where we do analyzing cues and prioritizing cues, which is basically a nurse practitioner or medicine school is differential um, diagnosis where we're presented with a clinical scenario with all of these signs and symptoms and diagnostic studies. Now we're going to have to pick what's our priority diagnosis over the other. Is this a myocardial infarction? Is this a triple A? Is this a thoracic aortic aneurysm? Are we talking about pneumonia here? Because we're also talking about chest pain. So mm -hmm. these things might be very challenging and confusing for our foreign grads. I'm definitely worried about the foreign grads because, or the international educated nurses, because you know that's, that's our passion why we're doing these shows and that's our market. And uh, we've seen that in 2022, during the pandemic, the pandemic graduates, as what we call them here in the United States, the American US performance for first time NCLEX went down to 83%. In mm -hmm. a very linear way, the, um, 
foreign graduates or internationally educated nurses also went down from 46 in 2021 to 43 percent in 2022. Now, will that increase or decrease further after the next gen introduction on April 1? Will be very interesting, and we'll see the data as it trickles monthly or quarterly until the end of the year. So to say it's easy, it's the same, is actually very subjective. And this is what I said in my show before. If you are a high-performing student, the next-gen NCLEX will be much, very much easier for you. But if you are in the moderate to low-performing student, it might cause you to fail the exam more, So which means you have to prepare longer or prepare using the next-gen NCLEX skills, next-gen NCLEX strategies, next-gen NCLEX question banks. Makes sense. All right. And Emil, um, would you have any other myths that you'd like to add to that? I'm sure you'd probably agree with what our uh, uh, first two okay. points were. So anything else? Yeah. Yes, definitely. I agree with Sergey and uh, Dr. Paul. But for me, I, I can share my, my fair share of concern with this uh, myth. So basically, a lot of, of, of nurses, I, I, I heard they're expressing their concerns about the NGN. So they believe that uh, clinical differences uh, would impact the ability of these nurses to pass the examinations. So what do we mean mm -hmm. by that with, 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 with these clinical differences? We mean uh, clinical differences, let's say, for example, here in the Philippines. So we have a different uh, um, level of practices in the Philippines. Nurses here always uh, work under the supervision, the strict supervision of the doctors. So, we, which means the practice of them, these nurses for, for what we call autonomy or their ability to think critically, rely, they always rely on the physician's order. But it's quite different from the practice in the United States because I believe even if I'm no, uh, I, I wasn't uh, uh, able to work momentarily in the United States, but I believe during my practice here in the Joint Commission International, nurses in the United States would like uh, trained to be more um, uh, aggressive in a way, a more aggressive in a way that they will think uh, uh, with a combined knowledge, clinical judgment and critical skills, they, they are expected to to like uh, anticipate the outcomes, anticipate to, to effectively communicate with the doctors. So I think this clinical difference might, for other nurses, most, most of the nurses, might hinder the ability of international nurses to pass the NCLEX. But, but with this, I do not be solely believe with, with, with this idea. Why? Because having this appropriate training, which, for example, um, the idea that uh, this opportunity that we can share information with, uh, with, with other nurses, like what we're, what we're doing right now with Kinetics, what we're doing in, in IPASS and Dr. Paul in, their, uh, in his uh, um, uh, ASPIRE um, um, training. So using this appropriate training, it's actually bridged the gap. So if the nurses will be able to understand the dynamics of the NGN per se, the transition, this great transition, what are they really wanted to measure? What are the changes, the formats? I believe no matter what clinical difference may have, may it be you, you're, you're coming from Asia, for example, in India and in the Philippines, you are take, uh, uh, Filipino taking uh, NCLEX in the United States. I think for me, it's no longer a clinical difference, but rather having this appropriate training is something that that's, that is a very important for you to ace the NGN. So mm -hmm. I think that's that's the, the clinical differences. That, yeah. I'm really glad you brought that out because um, while I don't currently teach NCLEX, 
myself. I remember back in the day with the current test plan and outline that I was always stressing with the nurse to, you know, that these are entry level U.S. nurses. So you don't want to let your day to day experience color Mm -hmm. how you evaluate your questions, your answer options, everything. You are really learning the by the book. You're applying the by the book. And if you combine that knowledge with understanding the nurse's role, which can be trained, you don't have to be actually practicing it. It can be trained. Don't make the assumption, I think, that an answer option isn't correct because where you're working, the doctor does it. The NCLEX isn't built to trick you like that. And that's not going to change as we move forward, per se. Now, we so as long as we understand the scope of the nurse, we understand that there are certain things that nursing interventions allow for under that scope, then when the NCLEX is asking you or giving you answers about, you know, bringing the doctor into that environment, um, you should have enough knowledge of the condition, the nurse's role, and everything else to be able to still appropriately answer that question. So, that's not actually a change. They, They should be doing that now, where you might get into trouble, at least in my opinion, is if you start to think about what you did yesterday with that patient that had an MI, whether it's you or the doctor or anybody else, because that might lead your thought process to be about a daily practice experience. And if you start to add in components that aren't in these questions and the details that they give you, that's where you might get in trouble. You guys have anything to add to that? Yeah, it's, it's really focused on clinical experience. And what I was telling my students in the past two, three weeks that I was teaching is, and, you know, I have, I have students from Nigeria, from Ghana, from Argentina, from Brazil. Everybody brings different things on the table. And, you know, the difference with our international educated nurses, most of my students are experienced nurses in their own right. So I would have CVICU nurses like Camille. I would have telemetry charge nurses, I would have nurses that have been in the industry for longer than I have, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, whenever I start my class, I say, I'm here to teach you the American way of doing things because that's what the NCLEX is testing. So we would have discussions about, oh, this is what we do in our area, but this is what we're gonna do based on our protocol. And then you also have that layer where nurses in the North Americas are more autonomous compared to our nurses in South America's, to Africa, to Europe, and Asia, because we do more stuff here. Like I was telling them, I'm an ER nurse, and most case studies are ER scenario, right? So I kind of feel like, oh, this is my thing, because this is like my bread and batter, butter when I was doing nursing, right? When I was on the bedside. But um, like in the ER, we have a lot of autonomy. There are hospitals that we don't even need to call the physician to initiate the MI protocols or sepsis protocols. We have because we have one-click nurse-driven sepsis protocol where we activate that and we can start a whole lot of things even before the physician is at the bedside, starting IV boluses, putting large IV um, gauges, or uh, bringing them to to the lab or collecting our own labs and running our own lactic acids in the bedside with with an iStat. So. These are things that students are not familiar about. When I tell them, okay, did you know that I can check the troponin in two minutes at the bedside to determine am I after I did my EKG in the triage, right? And they're like, oh, I didn't know that was possible. That is possible. That's why the American Arts Protocol is to check your troponin within 60 minutes. 60 minutes is generous. 
in the other parts of the world, it's not true. So now when you bring in that layer in a case study format or a trends format with the next gen FX, it becomes all the more confusing because they're not only answering a different style of item format, but they're also bringing in what should be an entry-level nurse's knowledge from the American system to the exam. This is the reason why many foreign grads were failing the NCLEX in the past because the practices were so different, the clinical exposures were so different. Now bring them all together with the next-gen NCLEX. This might pose a little challenge to nurses, but like you said, this is not something to be scared about. This is something trainable because mm -hmm. we're only, you know, um, using those content knowledge and comprehension to a higher level of Bloom's taxonomy to where we taxonomy. apply them, we analyze them, and we, we use them to evaluate the outcomes, whether it's good or bad. So for me, it was actually more enjoyable to do a case study class versus um, a full lecture class. I can do a class for four to eight hours, but let me tell you this, I enjoy it more when I do case studies because when I present a case, and then we start answering it, I can insert little things about things that they should know on the comprehension and knowledge level. But mainly, NCLEX is going to check your application analysis evaluation level, which are level three, four, fives in the Bloom's taxonomy. But for me, it's more enjoyable. I don't know if my students enjoy it, but I guess I hope they're starting to enjoy it. And I do these classes a lot in my social media for free as well. They can check it out. But um, that's what I wanted to add about that. But yes, trainable. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.